The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The Three Musketeers by Alex Dorari Dumas Pereira. Chapter 1 The Free Presence of D'Artagnan the Elder. On the first Monday of the month of April, 1625, Market Town of in which the awful romance of the Rose was born, appeared to be in a perfect state of revolution, as it, if Herogots had just made a second Laroche of it. Many citizens seen a woman flying toward High Street, leaving their children crying at the open doors, hastened to don the curtains, and supporting their somewhat uncertain courage, a musket or a partisan directed their steps towards the hostility, hostility of Jolly Miller, before which they was gathered, increasing every minute, a compact group, Ferocious and full of curiosity. In those times, panics were common few days past without some city or another registering its archives an event of this kind. Their nobles had made war against each other. There was the king who made war against the cardinal. There was Spain which made war against the king. In addition to those concealed or public, secret or open wars, there were robbers, much, much, Mencidents, Harrogots, wolves, and scoundrels, and made war upon everyone. Citizens always took up arms readily against thieves, wolves, or scoundrels, often against nobles or Harrogots, sometimes against the king, but never against the cardinal of Spain. So did then from this habit that on the first day, on the, on the said first Monday, of April 1625, citizens are here in a clamber, seeing neither the red and yellow stair, nor the livery, the Duke de Rochelle, rushed towards the hostel, the Jolly Miller, when arrived there, the cause of the hubbub was apparent to all. A young man, we can sketch his portrait, a dash, imagined to yourself a Don Quarante of 18, Don Quarante about his corset, about his coat of mail, about his corsets, a Don Quarante coat and Clothed a wooden woolen doublet, blue colour which had faded in a name a nameless shade between less leaves of wine and heavily azure, face long and brown, high cheekbones, a sign of sacredity, maximum sedity, muscles enormously developed, infallible sign by which a garrison may always be detected, even without his cap. And a young man wore a cap set off of a sort of feather. Eye open and intelligent, no sort of finely chiselled, too big for a youth, 
too small for a grown man. His spirit's eye might have taken him for a farmer's son, but the journey had not been for the long sword which dangling from a levick hit against the cars of its owner as he walked against the rough side of its steed, steed when he was on horseback. For the young, oh, young man had a steed which was observed by, of all observers is a bean pony from 12 to, 15, to 14 years old, yellow in his hide, but hair, a hair in his tail, without wind girls on his legs, which, though going with his head lower from his knees, rendering a mountain girl quite unnecessary, contrived nevertheless to perform his eight leagues a day. Unfortunately, the qualities of this horse were so well concealed under its strange, strange coloured hide, his cannibal gait, at a time when everyone was connoisseur in flesh, horse flesh, the appearance of the horse said, Pony Mule, which place, by, which place he then entered about a quarter of an hour before by the gate of boat could see, produced an unfavourable feeling which extended to his rider. His feeling had been more painfully perceived by young Detalian. For so was the Don Quanti of this second Rosette named, for not being able to conceal from himself the particular appearance that such a steed gave, steed gave him, good houseman as he was. And he sighed deeply, therefore, when accepting the gift of a pony from M. Italian, Italian the Elder. He was not ignorant that such a beast was worth at least twenty lyres, a word which had accompanied the present from above all price. My son, said the old Gascon gentleman, in a pure bien patros, of which Henry I.V. could never rid himself. His horse was born in the house of your father about thirteen years ago and has remained it in it ever since, which ought to make you love it. Never sell it, allow it to die tranquillity. Armory of old age, if you make a campaign with it, take as much care of it as you would of an old servant at court, provided you have an honour to go there. On honour to which, remember, your ancient nobility gives you the right, staying worthily your name of gentleman, which have been worthily borne by your ancestors for five hundred years, both for your own sake and the sake of those who belong to you. A letter and mean your relatives and friends. Enjoy nothing for anyone except Monsieur the Cardinal, the King, is by his courage, please observe, by his courage alone, that a gentleman can make his way nowadays. Whoever hesitates a second, perhaps allows a bait to escape, which during that exact second fortune held out to him. You are young, you ought to be brave, for two reasons. The first is that you are Gascon, the second is that you are my son. Never fear quarrels, but seek adventures. I have taught you how to handle sword. You have throws of iron, a wrist of steel. Fight on all occasions, fight for them, the more for jewels being forbidden. Since consequently there is sat twice as much courage in fighting. I have nothing to give you, my son, but fifteen crowns, my horse, consuls you have just heard. Your mother will add to them a recipe for a certain basem, which he had from a Barabium, which was a virtue of curing all wounds that do not reach the heart. Take advantage of all. Live happily and long. I have one word to add. And that is to propose an example to you. Not mine, for myself I have never appeared at court. I have taken part in religious wars as volunteer. Speak of Monsieur de Tavalier, who is only my neighbour, who had the honour to be 
as a child of the fellow of King Louis XII, whom God preserved. So as they played and invaded in the battles, and those battles the king was not always the stronger. Those who received increased gently his esteem, the friendship may still be heavily. Afterward, the Messiah de Rabbi fought with others. His first journey perished five times from the death of the late king. So the young one came of age, with a reckoning of wars and sieges seven times from that date up to the present day, a hundred times perhaps. So that, in spite of his edicts, ordinance, and decrees, there he is. Captain of Musketeers, as I say, chief of legion, Caesar's, whom the king holds in great esteem, whom the cardinal deeds. Dreads, who he dreads nothing, is, is said. Still further, Monsieur de Tervelet gave 10,000 crowns a year. He is therefore a great noble. Again, as you began, go to him with this letter and take, make him your model in order you may do as he has done. Paul Richmond, men d'Italian, the elder girded his own sword round his net son, kissed him tenderly both cheeks and gave him his benediction. Leaving the parental chamber, the young man found his mother, who was waiting for him, the famous recipe which the consuls we have just repeated could necessitate frequent employment. The Jurix were on the side, side longer, more tender than that they had been in the other, not that M. D'Italian did not love his son, who is his only offspring, but M. D'Italian was a man. He would have considered and worthy of a man to give away his feelings, whereas Mimi, Madame d'Italien, was a woman, and still make more a, woman, a mother. She wept abruptly, and let us speak of it to praise of Madame d'Italien, younger, notwithstanding efforts he made a certain firm. As the future of Segea ought, nature prevailed, he shed many tears, which he succeeded with great difficulty, concealing the half. Same day, the young man set forward on his journey, furnished with a free painterable gifts, which considered he, as he has said, of fifteen crowns a horse that had for them deemed consuls being thrown uh, uh, into the bargain, which was a vague vacuum. The Italian was morally and physically as that copy of the hero de Xavier's, to whom he so happily compared him, but our duty of historian placed us. Under the necessary white statue's portrait, the Dunkirkty took windmills for giants and sheets for armies. The Italian took every smile for an insult, every look as provocation. Whence it resulted from terms of rain, his fist was constantly doubled by his hand on the hilt of his sword, yet the fist did not descend upon any jaw, nor did sword issue from its scabbard. It is not that the sight of the rich pony did not excite numerous smiles on the countenance of passers by. As against the sun he saw a pony, but a sword of respectful length. As ever the sword gleamed an eye, ever ferocious, then haughtily. He passed by by press, hilarity, or if hilarity prevailed, a prudence endeavoured to laugh only on one side, the mask of the ancients. The Italian then remained majestic, intact, so exability, till he, made, till he came to his unlucky city, Miyuga. And there he... He was there alighting from his horse, the gate of the jolly minna, without any one host, waiter or hoister. Coming to hold, hold his stirrup, or take his horse, that he inspired for an open window, a ground floor, a gentleman, well made, good carriage, without 
ran lower rather the stern countenance talking with two persons appeared to listen to him with respect turning and fancied quite naturally according to his custom he must be jet object of their conversation listened his tone telling was not was only in part mistaken he himself was not in question but his horse was gentlemen appeared to be narrating all his qualities to his auditors as i said the auditors seemed to have great deference for the narrator they every moment they every moment burst into fits of laughter you know the half smile significant to awaken the excessity of a young man the effect produced upon him by his virtuous mirth may be merely easily imagined never soon turn him mr Lear, this serious examining the appearance of this impertinent personage who revealed him he fixed his haughty eye upon the stranger and perceived a man of from forty to forty-five years of age black and piercing eyes pale complexion a strong marked nose a black and well-shaped moustache he is dressed in doublet and hose of violet colour wearing collets of cane colour without any other ornaments his customary slashes through which his shirt appeared doublet and hose though new with crease and travelling clothes or yet long time packed in a portmanteau italian made all his marks rapidly of a most minute observer that is from a distinct feeling that this stranger was destined have a great influence over his future life. Now, the moment in which the Italian fixed his eyes upon the gentleman, the violet doublet, the gentleman made one of his most numbing and profound remarks respecting the Benin's pony. The two orders laughed, even louder than before. He himself, though contrary to his custom, had a pale smell, if I may be allowed to use such an expression, to stay over his countenance. This time, there would be no doubt that Italian was really insulted. For then his conviction, his conviction, he pulled his cap down over his eyes, endeavouring to copy some of the court airs he picked up in the customary among young travelling nobles. He advanced with one hand and tilted his sword, the other resting on his hip, but fortunately as he advanced, his anger increased every step, and instead of a proper and lofty speech, he appeared as a prelude his challenge. He found nothing on the tip of his tongue but a gross personality, which he occupied with a fierce, fierce gesture. I say so, you, sir. You are hiding yourself behind the sh- shutter. Yes, you, sir. Tell me what you are laughing at. We will laugh together. Gentleman raised his eyes slowly, the neck to his cavalier, as he required some time to ascend them, whether it would be to him that such a strange process address. Then, when he could not possibly entertain any doubt, a man at his eyebrows slightly bent, with an accent of irony, and his sovereigns have most possibly described. He replied to Italian, I am not speaking to you, sir, but I am speaking to you, replied the young man, just he exasperated, with his mixture of insolence and good manners and politeness and scorn. The stranger looked at him again with a slight smile, retiring from the window, came out of austerity, with a steep, slow step, and placed himself between for the horse in two paces to Italian. It's quite a manner with ironical Especially of his countenance, redoubled a murmur for the persons with whom he had been talking, who still remained at the window. D'Artagnan, seeing him approach, drew his sword, foot, out of scabbard. His horses to Sully, or rather, had been in his youth a buttercup, resumed the stranger, continuing the remarks he had begun, dressing himself as his auditors, a window without paying the least attention, admiration to D'Artagnan, whoever placed himself between him and them is of a colour very well known in botany, but still the present time very rare among horses. 
There are people who laugh at the horse and would not dare to laugh at the master, cried the young animator, the furious Tavelli. I do not often, often laugh, sir, replied the stranger, as you may receive by expression of my countenance. But as I retain the privilege of laughing, but please, and I, cried D'Artagnan, will allow no man to laugh when it pleases me. Indeed, sir, continued the stranger, more calm than ever. Well, that is a perfectly right. The turning on his heel was about to re-enter the hostility. The front gate beneath this Italian, arriving as a saddled horse. The Italian was not of character. Allow men to escape him thus. Had an incidence of vertical him. To his solid tolly, for he discovered and followed him, crying, Turn, Master Duke of Chess. He said, Strike you behind, strike me, said the young other, turning on the heels and surveying the young man. Much astonishment, as contempt. Why, my good fellow, you must be mad. In a suppressed tone, he's speaking to himself. It's annoying, continued he said. He, a godsend this would be for his majesty. He's seeking everywhere. The brave fellow to cook for his jasconeers. Scarcely he finished when Tatanin made such a furious lunge at him. He had not sprung nimbly backward. He probably would have been adjusted for the last time. Strangely than perceiving, the matter went beyond right reverently. Three swords saluted his arrow for a three and placed, seriously placed himself on guard, but at the same moment, two orders accompanied by the host, fell upon the tannin with sticks, shovels, and thongs. This caused a rapid and complete diversion for which attacked the tannin adversary, while the latter turned around to face his shower, blows, sheathed his sword, same precision, intent instead of an actor, which had nearly been, came a spectator of the fight, a part of which he acquitted himself, his usual impassive, muttering and nevertheless, a plague upon the Gascons repulsed him on his orange horse, and I let him be gone. Not before I have killed you, Patron, cried Titanic. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In making the first face possible, they were treating one step with free assailants, continuous shower of blows upon him. And ever grasconoid, Roman gentlemen, by my honour, these grasconds are incorrigible. Keep up the dance when it sits he will have to do so. Have, have it so. He's tired, well, he will perhaps tell us he's had enough of it. The stranger knew not the headstrong personage he had to do with 
Tannin was not the man ever to count for private quarter. The fight was therefore prolonged certain seconds. At a length, Tannin dropped his sword, broken to pieces by the blow of a stick. Another blow fell upon his forehead. At the same moment, fell into the ground, covered with blood, and was fainting. It was at this moment that people came flocking to the scene, action from all sides, host fearful conferences. Though the help of his servants, Crowley the wounded man, the kitchen where some trifling attentions were bestowed upon him. As to the gentleman, he resumed his place at the window and surveyed the crowd, certain impatience, evidently annoyed while they were remaining and while they were remaining undispersed. Well, how is it? How is it with the man? This man exclaimed he, turning round and nose the door, announced the entrance of the host, who came in to quiet if he was unhurt. Your Majesty is safe and sound, asked host. Oh yes, perfectly safe and sound, my good host. I wish to know what has become of your our young man. He better said the host. He's quite he fainted quite away. Indeed, said the gentleman. Before he fainted, collect all his strength to challenge you. Fire you while challenging you. Why this fellow must be the devil in person, cried the stranger. Oh no, your excellency, he's not the devil, replied the host, with a grin of contempt. But during his fainting he rummaged his vision. Vegetalized, found nothing but a clean shirt, low and crowns, which whoever did, well, which ever, did not prevent his swaying. He was fainting. If such a thing as ha- happened in Paris, he should have caused to repent at a later period. Then, said the stranger coolly, he must be some prince in disguise. I told you this, good sir, resumed the host, in order you may be on your guard. Did he, did he have a name? No one in passion? Yes, he struck in his pocket and said, We shall see what Mr. de Fabray think of this assault of uh, to put his protege. Mr. de Fabray, the stranger paying atten- attentive, he put his arm, hand upon his pe- pocket, he pronounced the name Monsieur de Fabray. Now, my dear host, while you're a man, this is sensible. You did not fail. I could make sure to send what the pocket contained. What was in it? There, a letter addressed to Monsieur de Fabray, Captain Muskies, indeed. Exactly, I have the honour to tell you, Excellency. The host, who was not endowed with great facility, but not as an expression which his words given to the fish of Gormley or the stranger, that arose from the front of the window, upon the steel which he had leaned, his elbow knitted his brow, the man is quite in. Devil murmured he beneath his teeth. Colonel Michel has set the Gascon upon me. He is very young, but the sword thrust is sword thrust. Whatever the age of him, who gives it a sooth, it has to be suspected an older man. The stranger felt an reverie which lasted some minutes. A weak obstacle, some of the sniffing overthrow of a great design. Oh, said he, could you not contrive to get rid of this frantic man? I mean, coincidence, for cannot kill him. And yet, he added he, with a cold and menacing expression, he annoys me, where is he? In my wife's chamber, on the first flight. Better than dressing his wounds. His things and his bag are with him. He has taken off his doublet. On the contrary, everything is in the kitchen. But he annoys you, this young man, for he be sure he does. Because he's a tournament in your hostry, which respectable people cannot put it up with. Go, uh, make out my bill and satisfy your best servant. What new, monsieur? Will you leave us? Will you leave us soon? You know that very well. I, as I gave my order, settled on my horse. Have you not obeyed me? It done as you, as you actually may have reserved your horse is a great gateway ready, settled in, uh, for your departure. That is well. Do as I have directed you then. What well, the devil, said the host to himself, can he be afraid of his boy? 
Their poetry's glow from the stranger stopped him. Surely he bowed humbly and retired. Not necessarily for my lady. Seeing by this fellow, continued the stranger. She will soon pass. She's really late. I had better get on the horseback and go and meet her. I should like him, whatever, know that this letter addressed to Virgo Tains, a stranger muttering, and so directed his step toward the kitchen. You are well aware that this term, my lady, is only properly used when followed by a family name. But we find it is us, the manuscript. Or you do not choose to take upon us to alter it. Meantime, the host who entertained it, entertained no doubt that it was the presence of the young man that drove the stranger to his hostility. He descended to his wife's chamber and found Italian just covering his senses, giving to him to understand the police would deal with him prettily, severely, for having insulted the quarrel of a great lord. The opinion of the host of the stranger could be nothing less than a great lord. He insisted that, notwithstanding his weakness, Tanyan should get up and depart as quickly as possible. Tanyan, half stupefied, about his doublet, with his head bound up in a linen cloth, arose then, urged by his host, began to descend the stairs. While in the kitchen, first thing he saw his antagonist, talking calmly in the step, heavy carriage, drawn by two large Roman horses. His intercoupe cutter, his head appeared the curtain's window. The woman of from twelve twenty to twenty to twenty two twenty years. They have already observed that the gravity to Tunyon sees expression of her countenance. We see then a glance, this woman's young and beautiful. Her beauty so beauty struck him, more forcibly than it being totally different different than that of southern countries to Tunyon and Hitherto resided. She pale and fair which long Long curves falling in profusion over his shoulders and large blue larynching eyes, rosy lips and hands of alabaster. We're talking a great emanation with a stranger. His eminence then orders me, said lady, return instantly to London, England. Inform him of him as soon as the Duke leaves London. As for my own instructions, as a fair traveller, they are contained in his box, which will not open till you are on the other side. Channel. Very well, you... Oh, you do, I turn to Paris. What about the chastising, the insolent boy, called a lady? So they were playing the, about the ply, but at the moment he opened his mouth, Tanyan had heard it all, precipitated himself over the threshold in the door. The insolent boy chastises others, cried he. However, it is time he ought to know fault to chastise, we will not escape him as before. Will you not, escape, will you not escape him? replied the stranger, netting his brow. No, but if you're a woman, you would not you dare not fly, I presume. Remember, said my lady, seeing a stranger at lay, hand his sword. At least a lay may be doing everything. You are right, called the gentleman, cried the gentleman. Be gone then. On your pint I will grant as quickly as mine. Bang the lady sprang into his saddle, while his co- uh, coachman applied it viciously to his horses. Soon into coaches, thus separate, taking opposite directions, a full colour. Pay him, Burby. Pay him, Burby, stranger, the servant, without checking the speed of his false. Man, after throwing two or three silkers of the front of mine horse, carried after his master. Base coward, false gentleman, cried Bretagnan, being forward his turn. After servant, his wound had wounded him too weak to support such exertion. Scarce he had gone ten steps, but his ears began to tingle. Faintness pleased him. A cloud of blood passed over his eyes. He fell on the ground in the street, crying, still, coward, coward. He's a coward indeed, grumbled the host, drawing near to D'Artagnan, endeavouring by his little factory.
to make up matters with the young man as a heroine of the fable did the snail she he despised the evening before yes the base coward murmured d'artagnan but she was very beautiful what she determined the hoist my lady faltered d'artagnan feigning a short time ah it's all it is all one said the host i have two i have lost two customers this one remains over whom i am pretty certain for some days to come every eleven crowns gained it will be remembered that the late eleven crowns was just a sudden remained in d'artagnan's purse Host had reckoned upon eleven days confinement of the crown a day. He had reckoned without the good guess. The following morning at five o'clock, the Italian rose, sending the kitchen without help, asked among other greens for this, to which would not come to us, and some way also wine and some men and rosemary. His mother's recipe in his hand, closed his bosom, and which he pointed his numerous wounds, erased his bandages himself, and positively refusing the assistance of any doctor. The Italian walked part away. About the same evening, I was almost cured by the morrow. Then, as the time came to pay for his rosemary, his this oil and the wine, the expense of master occurred. He had preserved a strict abstinence. While on the contrary, the yellow horse, by the count of the host at first, had eaten three times as much horse his size could, could reasonably be supposed to have done. Then he found nothing in his pocket. His old velvet purse, the eleven, eleven coins it contained, as the letter as for letter addressed in the veil, it had disappeared. The young man commenced his search for the letter, great patience turning out his pockets of all kinds, over and over again, rummaging with re rummaging, visualis, and opening and reopening his purse. But when he found he come But when he found that he had come to conviction the letter her good was not to be found. He flew for the third time into such a rage, near cursing him with fresh consumption of wine, oil rosemary. Oh, upon seeing this hot-headed youth coming as separated, threatened to destroy everything in the establishment. The letter was not, was not found. The host sees a spit, his wife a broom handle, the servants the same sticks he used the bay before. My letter of recommendation, quite Italian. My letter of recommendation, all the holy blood, I split you. Build, spill you like oh, like Oratorians. Fortunately, there was no one set and this was this created a powerful obstacle to accomplishment. This threat, which he had related, he saw in the first conflict, broken too, while he had been totally forgotten. As his other wind, Italian, produced his sword, drew his sword in earnest. Then he said, purely and simply armed, stumbled sword, about eight or ten inches in length, which is a which the host had carefully placed in the scabbard. With the rest of the blade, the master had shyly put on one side to make himself a learning pin. The extension probably, would probably not have stopped our fierce young man. The host had not reflected. Their reclamation, which his guests made, was perfectly just. But after all, said he, lying a pint of spit, where is, where is that letter? Yes, where is this letter? cried D'Artagnan. In the first place, I warn you that the letter is from Madeira de Tibial and must be found, or it is not found, you will know how to find it. His threat continued with an invitation. The host of the King Colonel de Matoire, the man whose name was always most frequently perpetrated by military and even by citizens. There, there was, to be sure, Father Joseph. His name was not even pronounced, but with a subdued voice, which was a terror in spite of his grey eminence, as the colonel's familiar was called. Throwing down his spit, and ordering his wife to do the same, but 
Bruce Randall, a servant of logistics. He has set the first example of convincing Ernest's search for lost, the lost letter. Does the letter contain anything valuable? demanded the host after a few minutes of a useless investigation. I think it does indeed, cried Gascon. Reckon upon it in this letter for making way at court. It contain my fortune. Bills one Spain, answered the third host. Bills one His Majesty's private treasury, answered D'Artagnan. Reckoning upon entering his king's service in concurrence with his recommendation. Believed he could make his somewhat hideous reply by telling a falsehood. Devil, cried the host. In which end? But if it's not important, continued D'Artagnan, with natural assurance, it is of no importance. The money is nothing. A letter was everything. I'd rather have lost a thousand pistols and lost it. He would not have risked more if he had even had twenty thousand. But certain juvenile mercy restrained him. A lay of light all at once broke upon the mind of the host, giving himself to the devil. Upon finding nothing, the letter is not lost, cried he. Well, cried the Titanian. No, it has been stolen for you. Stolen by whom? Benjamin was here yesterday. Came down to the kitchen where your doublet was. He remained here some time alone. I would say a banger, he's stolen it. Do you think so? answered Titanian. A little convinced as he knew better than anyone else. I told him personal value of this letter was, and saw nothing in likely to tempt cupidity. The fact that none of his servants, none of the child parents, could have gained anything being possessed of this paper. Do you say, resumed D'Artagnan, respected the present young gentleman, I tell you that I'm sure of it, continued the host. I phoned him, your lordship was the prodigy of Monsieur de Tablet, and it was, even a letter was the illustrious gentleman, appeared to be very much disturbed, and asked me where the letter was, and immediately came down into the kitchen, where he knew where the double it was. Then that, that's my thief, replied D'Artagnan. I will complain to Monsieur de Tabaret, and Monsieur de Tabaret complained to the king. He will then draw two crowns majestically for his purse, given to the host, who will accompany him, carrying hand to the gate, and mount his yellow horse, who bore him without any further accident. To the gate of St. Anton in Paris, his owner sold him for three crowns, which is a very good price, considering D'Artagnan ridden him hard during the first stage, as the leader to whom D'Artagnan sold him, the lying nearest, did not conceal the young man that he only gave an enormous sum for him as a met colour of originality of his colour. Thus D'Artagnan entered Paris on foot, carrying his little packet under his arm, and walked about until he found an apartment to let a means suited for castiness of his means. The chamber was a sort of connect, situated in a rural district for Therese, near Luxembourg. As soon as Ernest's money was paid, Tadin took possession of his lodgings. Thus, the rain of the day is sowing into doublet and all hose made and rent of braiding, which his mother had taken off of his new doublet, or the older Tadin, which he had given his son secretly. Next, he went to the Quelle de Ferret, where Lubay put his sword, then returned towards the Louvre, inquiring the first vacancy he 
met for the situation of the hotel in the Revelay, which proved to be the Rue de Vux Coupier, which is say immediate vicinity of chamber high Italian. The Italian circumstances which appeared fresh and happy, agreeing with the success of his journey. Are this satisfaction with the way in which he had conducted himself, Emilion, without remorse for the past, common in the present, full of hope for the future, tired of bed and slept of the sleep of the brave, his sleep provisional as it was, burned at nine o'clock in the morning, which hour he rose in order to repair to residence of the M. de Tablet, first personage in the kingdom, in the federal explanation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.